Welcome to the latest episode of the General Consensus Podcast. I'm Hilary Tino Miti, and today I'm joined by my friends Mandy and Gaz. How are you guys doing today? All good, broski. All good. It's just cold out here in Zoom. It's like a cold front coming in from yesterday. It's just it's freezing out here, bro. What about you, Mandy? Basically, what he said. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's the pros and cons of being home, especially in winter, I guess. But yeah, today we're going to be talking, just having a conversation um, about Loki. Usually we have um, not really scripts, but detailed um, talking points that I usually send out to everyone. But I think because this is still fairly fresh in our minds, um, when when sorry, I will like jog people's memory in that. But I think it's something that we can still have like a free flowing conversation about um, and be a little less... I would hope structured in our previous episodes, which can be a bit, um, which are still fun, um, but um, they do offer less in, in a way of just people, you know, going off and expressing themselves um, in whichever way they feel comfortable to. So, just like, what do you guys think? What, what were your expectations going into this? Like, do you expect it to go a certain way, or you know, what were you expecting this show to be about when you started watching it? What I expected was just a normal action type Marvel vibe. More like a Black Widow movie if you watch that or Falcon of the Winter Soldier. I didn't expect much nuance from Disney or much character exploration on Loki's part. I personally went in without much expectation because... I don't know if it's just me, but I really don't get anything out of Marvel's trailers. Like, I walk into movies not knowing at all what's going to happen. And Loki, I didn't understand what was happening, but I just kind of understood that it would play a pivotal role in the grand scheme of things. And I really like Loki. I think he's one of my favorite characters from Marvel. There was a lot of excitement he died so I'm like great he's back um but like in terms of where I expected it to go I really didn't have anything okay that's quite interesting um I think I share that sentiment with you in terms of with you Mandy in terms of Loki being one of my favorite characters in MCU definitely Loki and Doctor Strange are my top two um I don't know I like I was in a bit of a mixed zone because I tend to want to know what's going on because I, I like to do, because I, I never really read the comics growing up as like, just like many other people. So I like to like watch the trailer and then go see what the relevant comics say. Not really to like spoil it, but like to understand what's going on. But because WandaVision like scarred me so much in terms of like my theories and everything falling flat. Um, I was just like sort of in that zone where you're always like, nah, I'm not going to really watch the trailer. Just going to go in and whatever happens, happens, I guess. But what are your overall like reviews when it comes to like the series as a whole? Yeah, the show was great, bro. It was a spectacular show. It showed us a more nuanced side to Loki. Before it was always the same 
thing about him of him backstabbing people and not really gaining any character growth and in this tv show we saw a huge step in his direction where he believed and he trusted someone but then that didn't work out on his part and also the show really just sets up the next phase of marvel what do they call it phase 4 I'm not good with the phase numbers. <laughs> they confuse me so much. Um, Whatever phase there is, I can't, I know, I can't tell. I really can't tell whether it's phase three, four, five. I, I don't care. I just know that I'm getting a movie. It's or... like phase two, bro. After Thanos, whatever. After post end game, post end game. Okay, yeah, yeah. okay, yeah. that the new the new phase, whatever it is. Some someone out there can correct this. What about you, Mandy? What, what's your overall just reaction to the show? I like I too like the fact that we got to see another side of Loki and see him you know develop more character like I liked him regardless but it was nice to see him actually you know reflect on these actions and actively try to be a better person and also just kind of interesting seeing him kind of have a love interest because that's not something I ever thought of for him. Um, but yeah, I was watching, oh gosh, I know that isn't the question, but definitely the end of the show is, like, I have a feeling of impending doom. That's how I feel. Like, when you walk out of Infinity War, that was really bad, but I kind of felt worse this time around. Um, it's okay that it's not the question because, like I said, like I really don't have um, sort of any talking points. They just want to like hear what you guys think overall. Um, whatever comes to mind, just say it because it would be quite interesting because it's actually made me think about my own reaction to the finale, which I wouldn't say impending doom, but I definitely did feel worse than Tony Stark's death, Loki's death in Infinity War. Um, and the end of Infinity War, which were obviously pretty low points emotionally. You always don't just take that. I mean, no. Uh, no you don't uh, tell me you didn't, you didn't I mean, share the tear for Iron Man. No, I'm saying, oh. like, I'm saying it was emotional and it was amongst the most emotional moments for me. But for me, I think this was the worst moment for me because there's so much going on. Loki's just like, found out Sylvie doesn't trust him. And he's also been sort of betrayed by Sylvie. And now he doesn't even have Mobius. So I think this is like, it was like an emotional roller coaster. So it was definitely, that was my reaction is that, similar to, to Mandy is that, there's sort of like, I won't say negative in the sense that it affected a life, like, your reaction is such this, it's, it's sort of a, a powerful reaction, or at least for me, but it definitely was. So, Mandy, I just want to ask, like, for you, like, what do you think was the most surprising thing about this series overall, or this most surprising moment, if you can recall? It's the last episode. <laughs> I, like I said, when I went in, we kind of had already been told, or at least halfway through the show, we had been told, hey, this show is going to have a super, like, it's going to be extremely impactful to the rest of Phase 4, right? And 
I don't really think it clicked that it would, you know, be the opening of a multiversal world. And I was just watching that last episode. And I'm like, you guys have got to be kidding that this lady decided, let me take things into my own hands and essentially start what seems like it's going to be a really, really bad war. I was more angry at her than than um, Star Lord when he when he just messed up against Thanos. It was just like the obvious choice was not to kill him. I know you had your whole childhood taken from you, but you just had to think rationally. But then, ah, uh, it was so frustrating. I understood both points. It was something else. But don't you think, guys? That's what separates. Marvel Cinematic Universe from like the DC Universe because these characters or besides the MCU being a lot more humorous and having like lighter tone um, not just in like not just like in terms of cinematography and all that but like actually the content and everything like that's what differentiates the MCU from the DC Universe that these characters even these gods like they're all human and they keep making the same mistakes. So like you reference like Star Lord, um, and then Loki. And then we even look at like Thor. Thor is like so hell bent on just like quickly killing Thanos and avenging his brother that he goes for the chest instead of the head. <laughs> and it becomes this whole meme. But like that's like, I don't know. That's like just like the staple of Marvel is that you can, ex- you can fully expect these super powered beings. To, to make like these human mistakes impact on their, um, I, I guess their most um, human emotions. I guess. Um, but what was the most? Oh, well, actually, before I ask my next question, that I had for you guys, I think for me the most surprising thing might have been the reveal that there's going to be a, a super villain who's not Sylvie. Because for me, I was thinking, okay, so Sylvie's a bad person. The show is about. Loki finding Sylvie. Then you find out the TVA is like, it's just like the whole Wizard of Oz thing. That blew my mind, personally. So, who do you guys think had the best performance out of all the actors and actresses? Mobius, bro. You have to pick up that on. It's a, it's a left field choice, but um, Owen Wilson, like, he was the bright, he was the bright spark in the whole show. He it's just the way he delivered his lines. I was I was enjoying him, and I was hoping that he finally got um, his jet ski. And the close second is uh, Loki, Tom Hilson's Loki, then um, Sylvie. You can't give an own who has one episode the best performance, in my opinion. Okay, I'll, I'll get back to you guys. Um, what about what about you, Mandy? Who do you think had the best performance? Crocodile Loki, alligator Loki. Sorry, alligator. <laughs> oh, I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting, okay, something different. But yeah, <laughs> um, crocodile. No, realistically, I, it was a strong cast overall. Honestly, it was very convincing. I don't really think there were any weak points. Everyone, it was the group project, and everyone equally contributed to it. But there was a low-key weak point. There was... I don't, what was that character's name? I'm even forgetting. Uh, the judge. 
Ravona Renzi. Like, he, like, we got nothing from her this season. No really character development. It was just a mystery. I guess what, think that's what season two is for. Don't you think that's more of, like, to do with the writers and the directors and the producers? Because I, I still think that Gugum Bataro, um, the actress who played um, Judge Ravona Renzi, I think she did a really good job. Um, I might be biased because I'm a big, well, not big, but I am a fan of hers, especially the work she did with, like, the morning show with, like, Jennifer Aniston, that show on Apple TV is also pretty interesting. I think she did the right job. I think that, I think that's sort of intentional, that we don't get that much character development because she's such a mysterious character. So I think there'll be more of that in season two. Um, yeah, that's what I was thinking. I think the reason why, especially with the way we left off with her, was her just disappearing. She's definitely going to play a bigger role in the next season. Yeah, she's definitely here to stay. I, I, well, at least I hope, because she is quite pivotal in the comments. Um, so who do you guys think would have been the best supporting her? And Gaz said that you can't give, you know, any awards or moral victories to someone who's only there um, for one episode. Um, just quickly, my answer would be that I think, obviously, Jonathan Majors, because you know, all the other episodes have a lot more action and fighting and all that. His episode and his dialogue was so much more consequential. So I'd give best supporting act to him. But I only just realized, like, he was only on set for a week because I was just watching the behind the scenes and all that. And they said, like, he was only on set for a week, which is amazing because it made me feel like his performance made me feel like he was there from the beginning. That that's my own. So, who do you guys think was sort of the supporting act? I would honestly say the same. He was the first person I thought of, but like you said, I don't know if it's just me thinking that because he was he he played such a big role in things moving forward. Um, I don't know. Give it to everyone. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That's fair enough because I can't think of someone who I looked on screen and I thought, oh, could have done a better job casting that or, oh, that performance is a bit half-hearted. It was really impressive. Even that guy who worked behind the desk, the guy who Loki was threatening to, to gut like a fish. And he's like, what's a fish? Oh, that guy, <laughs> that yeah. guy was fighting. That guy was killing me. Yes. That's what I hated. It's just like the fact that the Infinity Stones were made useless. When I was like, when I saw that, I was like, why? I understand, yes, you're trying to assert the TVA as a higher power in the the universe, but it seemed like we just got over Endgame. It seems so emotional, and you're telling me it's like they're so non-consequential. I was like, yo. Well, I do have a counter to that. I mean, I think it's a bit of a, it's a, it's quite nuanced. I think that it's not that they're inconsequential. I think that they're powerless in the TVA. It's not that, I don't think we've seen the last of them because what we have to remember, and I'm going to try not to go on too much of a tangent here, is that the TVA is like, 
it's like divorce. It's like in its own vacuum, right? So there's no like space and all that matter, whatever it is. I don't know the scientific terminology for the stuff that makes the Infinity Stones work. So that means that they don't work in the TVA, but they still have a lot of power anywhere else where it's not in a vacuum. Just like how, remember how Sylvie gets into the TVA? She tries to use her powers, even Loki, and then they realize their powers don't work in the TVA. But you still see like in the void and everywhere else that they go, that their powers are actually still very strong. So I think it's not the loss that we've seen in Infinity Stones. But I was quite emotional like you guys, because when I saw that scene, I was like, the first thing that came to my mind is Natasha Romanoff died for nothing. And that was a bit emotional. But, you know, it is what it is, I guess. Um, she really did that? die for nothing. Sorry, what was that? She really did die for nothing. I mean, in the Even Gomorrah. Look, yeah. now if Gomorrah knew about this, um, Star-Lord wouldn't have messed up. Oh, yeah. That is true. That is that is actually true. Huh. I never thought of it like that. Well, what do you guys think of of Loki and Sylvie's relationship? Because that's a pretty interesting dynamic that's been hotly debated over Twitter. Isn't it incest? Nice. Yeah. I don't think you can cut incest. Incest. Yeah, me neither. It's masturbation. Okay, that, that's pretty extreme, but I. I mean, oh, it's the truth. Gaz, I think Gaz is more on the right right path. It's like they're not siblings. It's more like perhaps yeah, but it is perhaps a bit more disgusting. It's like yourself. So it's just a variation. It's like a clone. I don't know. I think it's a very no. It's actually quite disgusting. It's like like if you had a twin. Um, what's it like? What's it no, kind of feels like? That's different. Like, the twin is a sibling. It's it's just a replica of you. Okay, I, my my whole thing is like I feel I get what they wanted to do, and the whole thing of oh he's such a narcissist he could only ever love himself. But then I don't know, I wasn't really a fan of it. Um, but yeah, I feel like the narrative really didn't need that. It didn't. Yeah. I feel I feel like the best friend vibe was even more powerful than the remote, more romantic vibe. If that makes sense, I don't know. How about you, Mandy? Were you were you shipping them or anything? The thing is, as the show was progressing, I'm like, you guys, kiss, 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 and then when it happened, it was, don't do that ever again. Yeah. I think especially because I was exactly. very irritated at the time because Sylvie was really, she messed things up. And so I think I was just like angry because I was like, for once in his life, Loki's actually sitting down thinking and being like logical and making sense. And this lady is ruining it for him. I was so hurt by the fact that she didn't trust him. And she says, but I'm not you. I'm... There's such a loaded statement. Um, but it was just, yeah, it was quite a lot to deal with. I think my whole thing was quite similar to you, mind you. It's like in the show, during the show, I'm like, yeah, I'm definitely shipping, or well, not shipping, but I'm thinking there's so much attraction between the two characters. And then it finally happens and I'm like, 
maybe because of the circumstances um afterwards of how it happens and she uses it to sort of like trick him i just fell out of like love with the whole situation so i don't know but we'll see what happens going forward what do you guys think about here he who remains and jonathan major's portrayal in that episode uh for me he was amazing like it takes very few characters and actors to do a performance like that where they just talking but you're instantly grabbed and you're focused and it's not just action based he kind of reminded me of like a joker type character someone who can just talk their way menacing, menacingly and it's just you're scared you are because he was playing he was playing chess with them putting them together and at the end of the day he kind of got what he wanted because he got to rest and he realizes that he's going to be back again or something like that he is the mastermind he's always in control and that's something is like a god and that's even more scarier than just a being with a plan to wipe out half the population yeah i was definitely yeah the scene where they just all sat there and they talked Like I was a couple, maybe even I don't know how long that scene was, but I was well into it. Now thinking, this is a really interesting feat of filmmaking because these people are really sitting down, having a conversation, and I am scared out of my mind. That was crazy. That was the last episode was wow. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. I I don't know. I'm. I've never liked action movies growing up. I'm more of a comedy guy, but I really really love dialogue and it's it's incredible. Um I was trying to think of you know obviously I don't watch a lot of like TV and and movies outside of the MCU. Um so the catalog in my head and in my memories it's not that great. But I was trying to think when I'm watching of a villain who is so in control that they're not only talking through everything but they're also like so nonchalant about it you know and not even in a condescending way but more like he just found it quite laughable that for example Sylvie kept trying to kill him when you know it wasn't yet time for that to happen and it was just like an incredible scene i think it was like probably about 10 to 15 minutes overall I don't know I'd have to go back and check but I I thought it was quite interesting. Um but what what do you what do you you guys as theories on where Loki is like where is he because Mobius and Hunter B15 don't recognize him at all and that was a bit confusing for me. I don't know. I was also very confused when they're like who are you and I'm thinking because not that time is reset but time is replaying does that mean that they don't know who he is anymore cuz we're back to the beginning wow no that that makes a lot of sense i'll i'll get back to you mandy but on your first word gas things and then i'll I'll say what i think based on what mandy said um the way i interpret it is that in the beginning you see when they first uh, enter um, 
the the place where time is ended right there was only the single time stream then when he when she killed um when she killed he remains it broke off meaning that there's multiple TVAs and Loki just happened to be in one that Kang is known that's how I saw it that and that every, and that he didn't know no one knew him Mobius didn't know him it was there's still Mobius who knows but then he then but then Loki was transported to a different TVA that's how I took it that was my initial um theory that Loki's I mean that Sylvie mistakenly sent Loki or purposely into a different multiverse uh, sorry a different universe in the multiverse now that it's all branched off um but then you know I've been sitting and thinking and especially with what Mandy said um maybe what's happened is that Loki's gone back to the beginning of the TVA and my theory is that maybe this is the first iteration of the TVA when Kang just created it. And so the reason why they don't recognize him, because, okay, the, the reason why I don't think Gaz's theory might be the thing, because through in a different universe, they truly recognize Loki because they're different Lokis in different universes, right? But then if he's gone back to the beginning of time, the reason they don't recognize him is because at this point in time, Loki hasn't been born yet in any universe. So that's why I think that maybe he's gone back to the beginning of time. I don't know. It's it's quite interesting. You know what confuses me about your explanation is that the way they explain time, it's happening at the same moment. So there's no beginning or end. It's just happening at the same time at the same time in the TVA. So future, present and past is happening. So they would have known about Loki. I don't know if that makes sense. It's it's a real physics, quantum physics conundrum. What do you think, Mandy? Who's right? No, I really have no idea because you guys, your guys' theory makes a lot of sense. I'm just a very confused girl because even if, let's say what I'm saying almost makes sense, it also doesn't because the guy explained that he meets the other versions of himself in like the 31st century. So Loki's been born, but also he would have been dead for long enough that maybe people don't know who he is. I don't know. But this is, this is why I love the MCU is that you can get some incredibly complicated things that we can only theorize about and we might not even be anywhere near close to the answer no matter how much it might make sense and that's the whole thing that i love about the mcu i guess but do you guys think that this means that we're getting andrew garfield and toby Maguire in spider-man no way home i mean with the title no way home it's now starting to add up and line up don't you guys think yeah, that was the first thing I thought of when he talked about meeting various versions of himself. I'm like, we're getting them. If, if they're not in the movie, I'm walking out. Yeah, that's so much room to play with this multiverse uh, theory. 
And plus, um, who's that villain? Spoiled it. I don't want to spoil any other people, but a villain from the other Spider-Man movies said he's going to be in the next, in the next, um, in Tom Holland's movie Spider-Man. So, this kind of like, kind of spoiled itself there. But I can't wait to see Toby again because he's he's the best Spider-Man by far. That's debatable. No, <laughs> That's... he's not. No, he's not. <laughs> oh my god! I think it's nostalgia because it's the it's first so Spider-Man that we saw. Tom Holland is definitely the best Spider-Man. I don't know why we keep having to have this debate. Toby Tom Maguire Holland is carried by Iron he Man. He was a loser. Toby <laughs> was a loser. <laughs> Tom Holland is carried by Iron Man. I was saying that um, Toby Maguire was the best Spider-Man and Mandisa said that he's a loser and I thoroughly reject that. Because and he I agree that he's a loser, but continue, yeah. I don't know why you guys are saying he's a loser. Isn't that the character trait of Peter Parker? Isn't he meant to be a loser? I don't know. No, but there's degrees of being a loser, right? Because, like, Tom Holland is an understandable. It's like, okay, like, people probably won't really want to hang out with you, but it's not, like, overly awkward and and just like a big loser, which Tobey Maguire Spider-Man is. And the issue with Andrew Garfield was that this dude got like way too cocky, which is not Peter Parker. I think that Tom has a good balance. I agree with that. I don't even want to talk about Andrew Garfield because those are the worst Spider-Man movies I've ever watched. But anyway, my whole thing is, right, the three of us, for example, right, were not the most popular people in high school. But I don't think any of us would be rushing to share a lunch table with Toby Maguire. That's that's just my whole thing. Like he was that underwhelming as a as a human being, which makes me sound a bit harsh. But I don't know, man. Like Toby Maguire is just he's just really odd, in my opinion. Man was dealing with trauma, bruh. No, but you don't have to. You don't have to be like that because of trauma. Nah, refuse. <laughs> Dude, the memes, the memes that should, that that Toby brought us were this was so crazy. And that the villains, I don't even remember any villain from or oh, uh, Spider Man uh, from Spider Man Marlins. It's like there was that bird guy, Mysterious, whatever his name is. Okay. I'll give Can't you the goblin, but you know what? Yeah. Man, you, know what? you say Tom Holland was carried by Iron Man. Toby Maguire was carried by his villains. Green Goblin, uh Doctor Ock, all these like villains. That's my argument. Is that Tom yes. Holland hasn't oh, even had the opportunity to have decent or memorable villains, bro. He's had yeah. was, was Batman one of his villains? I don't know. The way that y'all just unlocked memories, Spider-Man, like Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, was the first movie I ever watched in cinema. And I remember being absolutely petrified by the Green Goblin. Yeah, that's why same. I hate <laughs> Oh, my days. Yeah? What is the actor's name? The, the actor of Green Goblin again. What is his name? 
Was it? I, I don't know. Whatever. I think it was the character's name was Oswald or something like that. Yeah. He was just. He's seen those memes when he's looking in the in the mirror and just screams and it's like it's crazy. That guy can act. Have you seen the, the that that video that people have sort of made into a, a, a GIF now of him where he's like, "You can't do this to me. I have built this business." Like <laughs> that's just one of the more iconic scenes in cinema where you can see someone really turning here. Um, but yeah. Um, going back to what we were talking about, that brought us onto this whole Spider-Man tangent. I'm mean, tangent. Is just the future of the MCU as far as the three of us can speculate within reason. So that's Spider-Man: No Way Home. What do you guys think we're going to see in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness? We're just gonna see Doctor Strange just uh, clean everything up, clean Sylvie's mess up in the best way he can and probably going to interact with some variant of um, hero remains who's powerful and that's going to set up future movies and spider-man i've got no idea that i don't know what they're thinking there we'll see i'm also kind of curious as to how drawn out this will be though because loki knows how it's supposed to end so wouldn't he just like contact someone and say just do this quickly so that we can get over and done with it? I guess, but it's also it's kind of complicated because it's like how does he do that? Remember, Loki doesn't have anyone left in the sacred timeline, which I'm pretty sure doesn't even exist anymore, as the sacred timeline is just one of many different timelines. So like, besides Thor, I mean. How 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 would he even get to Asgard? I mean, there's no there's no Asgard anymore. So it's like, what does Loki even do? I don't think he can do anything. Um, I think it's going to be quite interesting. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. We might see. I think we're going to see the full extent of Wanda's powers. I feel like what Gaz is saying is, is probably what's going to happen. Where like Doctor Strange is going to try clean everything up as he probably should. Um, but I feel like he's going to be at odds with Wanda, wanting to get back her kids. I feel like there's going to be a lot of conflicts of interest, definitely. Because we don't even know who the villain of the Multiverse of Madness is yet. So, yeah, it's going to be going to make for something. They made made Wanda too powerful. I don't know how Doctor Strange can, without an Infinity Stone, can stand up to her. Yeah, but but that's the thing. Do you think that they're going to be in direct opposition? I just think they're going to, like, not agree. And it's going to be quite... I think we're going to have, like, a Captain America and Tony Stark thing, but not necessarily where they want to kill each other, because it it did get a bit deep towards the end of Civil War. I don't think it's going to be that deep, but it's just going to be, like, different goals and... I don't see them trying to like kill each other because I think they're fairly level-headed people, as opposed to <clears throat> that that ironclad guy who I won't name. I I think I would agree too that it will definitely be them working together but failing to come to a conclusion because Wanda very much seems to me well they both seem like people who 
I have the plan and it is the best plan. He's so young. We just want to see Hanson. We just want to see people, magic fights, just to enthrall us. I think that's going to happen. We're going to see Marvel is going to do that. That's why they have the VFX team. I can just imagine the battle between them. Then at the end, they help each other. Then they defeat whoever the villain. That's how that's how Marvel shows usually go, right? I mean, yeah, it's it's inevitable. We're probably going to lose a few more characters along the way, but I mean, victory is always inevitable. Otherwise, what's the point? I guess. Yeah, that's that's pretty much that's pretty much my view on it. So my final question before we wrap this up is: if you could see, or if we could see a variant of any Marvel character, good or bad, whose variant do you want to see? And why? Um, Variant-wise, hey, that's such a, that's such a deep question. Um, I would say, I would like to see a variant of Thanos who's good, who actually works with the Avengers. I think that would be very cool. That would be dope. I, yeah, no, that was like a, I'm really thinking hard. And, I would like to see variants of Steve Rogers. I do not like that man. And I just want to see if he is as bad in other universes. Really? You don't like Captain America. Why don't you like Steve yes, Rogers? Captain America. No, let me tell you what Civil War pissed me off. I've never been so irritated in my entire life. It's like this man is your friend, right? You would not be Captain America if it were not for this man's father. And then he now wants to start protecting Bucky. Like, he's understandably mad. This is the man who murdered his parents. Like, sure, he wasn't in the right mind. But I think he has the right to be mad about it. And it's like, you are someone who's always standing up for what's right. Like, you and your group of friends are killing people, of course, not on purpose, but your actions have severe consequences and you don't want to take responsibility for that like I do very much believe like the Sokovia Accords were within reason people were dying and they should be controlled but now he's suddenly like I want to be a rebel like no now nah, screw that man Isn't it he crazy? also didn't deserve a happy ending he did not deserve a happy ending that should have been Tony Stark Steve Rogers should have died that was so un- I feel like I agree with you it's just a shame because like Tony Stark did complete his character arc, but I feel like he should have kept his life because, like, he has a, he's left behind a daughter. Steve hasn't left anyone behind besides Bucky. I mean, it's just unfair. And what what happens to, to what happened to Peggy's husband? Because Peggy was married. Like, they don't answer the questions, brother. He he go, bro. He he got what he wanted. He's the captain, man. Captain America. You know these politics and national identity things, bro. He can't lose. I he don't like right. Steve Rogers. Or what's the that other phony? The one from Falcon and the Winter Soldier, wasn't it? Um The one who's now called a US agent. What was his name? Oh. Well, you guys know the one I'm talking yeah. about. Sorry? It doesn't matter. He doesn't matter. That man doesn't matter. I don't care that you don't remember his name. <laughs> I can't he even recall his so name. So much. <laughs> that was totally brutality. Wasn't it? Wasn't it John? John something? John Walker. Yeah, yeah. John Walker. I think. Something yeah. Like 
such a such a bland name but anyway so yeah i guess that's pretty much it from us so thanks once again to mandy and gas for joining me and having this conversation from loki to the future of the mcu and seeing whether or not doctor strange and wanda can reach a general consensus wouldn't that be something um until next time we'll check you guys later